Morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat. It's a shame that we're doing our last show of the year mere miles away from one another, but it's true. Yeah, it's but we're uh, social, like a Bette Midler song, aren't we? From a distance. From a yeah. distance. I can see you, but I can't smell you, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so that's definitely, um, most people would be thankful for that. I would, um, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but anyway, I went and, uh, it went and discovered COVID. So, uh, for the, for the second time around. So I'm trying to do the, uh, right thing and not, um, not get Pat's, uh, family, um, completely sick for the holidays. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a shame we can't be together, mate, but, uh, it is, it is what it is. I feel absolutely fine as I did the first time, but it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you try to do the right thing with anything that's infectious. I'd do the same if I had a, a flu or, you know, and, and anything else. So, yeah. No, you're a good man. Um, the kids the will. Malaria. Come. If I had malaria, I'd still come over. Because <laughs> oh, we've got a lot of mosquitoes around here. Yeah. Um, true. we appreciate that here at Shane Kankers. Thank you. Um, and we've had some great times over the year here, but I feel like you have done this on purpose because you had such a good 2020 and this is leading into our conversation around reflections and affirmations no reflections and (laughs) predictions aspirins and all the rest that go into the future of 2023 um but we were just talking off air how last year you were a covid pioneer where you jumped on a, a plane we came from lockdown we felt like china last year feels yeah new. like, these, these two weeks were like yeah. we were just we were just being freed and we were just starting to kind of reestablish. like um it seems so bizarre that that was only a year ago that yeah. you know kind of like international flights resumed you know in this kind of this uh you know this huge kind of wave of um i think kind of optimism in a way like kind of started to sweep through people but it was still a very strange time like you had to have a PCR test to travel. You had to wear a mask. You had to do all of these things to be able to, uh, to fly, you know, and, um, yeah. And now kind of look at us. So <laughs> people everywhere, not enough, not enough planes, not enough baggage handlers. Um, you know, our airport can't even handle you know, a little bit of rain falling on its roof without it flooding. It's, you know, it's just, it's come to, uh, yeah, it's gone really kind of full circle, you know, from the kind of when I was there this time last year, there was, Nobody there. Absolutely no one at that airport. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like, I think in life where we live in a pretty crazy ecosystem of media, news, everything, it's so easy to forget what we were like last year. Yeah. And that's why I really like these moments. Just be like, wow, that is a big change in 12 months in terms of just what we perceive to be normal behaviour. And then what, what is normal um, is, is fully, fully flipped on its head. And as you say, the airports are the, the complete opposite of what they were. Um, yeah. And how does COVID feel this time around? Does it feel quite similar, but you're just not in? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like it's a, it's a very similar, um, very similar experience. So, you know, I had um, kind of last time I had it, I had like a day where I didn't feel particularly well. And, you know, my, my kind of, I guess, way of dealing with all of that is just to sleep. I've always done that my whole life. If I don't feel well, I just try to sleep and rest as much as I can and, you know, trust, trust that I'm going to get better. Um, and I did the same thing this time, cold showers, you know, to kind of try to keep it out of, um, keep it out of my lungs and keep my immune system scrapping. And it seems to, seems to work for me. You know, everyone, um, has a different experience, but my experience is, 
is one of um yeah like it doesn't I get it a little bit in my throat you can probably hear that but it's it's been a pretty much a non-event for me i've had worse colds um you know and i said that last time as well hmm. oh well that's great i love that you still punish yourself with cold showers even though your body's aching but uh i do hear the science behind that but i just love the rod yeah. just going hard even when he's heading down <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah rather than sit in, sit into the softness of warmth if, warmth it's good it's good it's good for you like i think it does it does keep your immune system kind of in that in that fight mode which is you know so much of i think of fighting off anything really yeah no you're 100 right um and there's the science to back it up um that's <laughs> unusual for me yeah um so that's good to hear you feeling good uh and then aside sort of COVID, thinking back to i'm trying to get the head back into what it felt like this year was going to be off the back of COVID. i think everyone was pretty unsure yeah what was coming it was very apprehensive will we go well at least for the melbourne experience it was like will we go back in will we will we won't we figuring out social etiquette again that's been a huge one like in business and in personal life um the polarization seems to have dissolved a little bit yeah throughout the year it's been a process but we still feel like we're very much in a shit storm at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of like a, you know i think the airport's a good analogy for it whereas it it felt for years like we'd kind of almost there was an order in the way you might not like the order that it was presented in and you might have views on that but it's there was an order to stuff and like the mental picture i have in my head of that time is like it was like ants like you know how sometimes like ants they'll parade but they'll be perfectly spaced apart and they just walk kind of you know as they go as they go through things versus where i think we've landed coming out of covid is like it's like if you just put a bit of sugar on the ground and you just watch the ants just go absolutely crazy in terms of trying to get all of that and that's what life feels like at the moment it feels like there's there's a very frenetic energy being being unleashed and it's kind of it's and it's not it's not what i think anyone anticipated coming out of all of this it's like you know inflation has done this we're now you know there's a war raging in the world and it's really it's not just a um it's an ideological war right it's not just a, a war on on the ground in a particular country although that's where its effects are really solely felt i mean yes it's of course it's affecting people around the world but you know the people on the front lines of that conflict is it it's horrendous however there's another piece to it which is that it's really about ideology and i think pat that's the point that you're making is that this kind of this inward fighting over you know kind of the the table scraps particularly in places like america or other kind of big democracies is now i think there's there's a galvanizing force and i think you know the the politic is changing towards um you know freedom's interesting because it needs an enemy right freedom freedom left in and of itself becomes an inalienable right freedom framed up against um oppression of any type or kind of different ideologies it thrives right because it's it's kind of it's the it's the dark and light that humans actually i think need in the narrative and you know my worry this time last year was that this was becoming something that was going to tear democracy apart because there was there's nothing to frame it against there's nothing mm. to frame it and so am i reading you correctly that you, you sort of feel like 
freedom's winning here or it's just an analogy of what's happening because you've no, got I mean, who knows like who knows yeah. what's what's going to win i think what it, what it's done though is probably shown that it doesn't come it doesn't come for nothing like i think that's that's the unfortunate part about like war is that you know i think you only have to even like last night you watch kind of the reception that Zelensky gets in the US kind of um capital kind of speaking to a joint session of congress and it's it's those things that i think are very um um, they're almost symbols that sometimes get lost i think in a lot of kind of like you know the the world that we actually live in is that like this is actually a real war this is a real country and this is you know they're they're being invaded right and that's that's something i think that it's that is just that the heart really of democ- democracy is free will right so rather than arguing over i think different versions of like who's slightly right who's slightly wrong that's still going to continue by the way um but it's much it's it's much more kind of i think there's there's a more unifying narrative around it and i think that's what um that's what the hopeful part of me really focuses on at the moment is that i feel like there's a few places where the narrative is starting to unify a bit more than perhaps it has in in the past particularly like around the the kind of i guess the democracy kind of being something that is really really good and having choice and the ability to kind of protest etc and supporting that but then also, I think, you know, we've spoken about it over the last month or so, but the energy transition that we're going through, it makes me very optimistic to see, you know, the amount of money now that's tipping in that direction and the policy direction is firmly in that way. And then the last thing I think is is really about, you know, as a, um, yeah, as a society, I, I feel like we're kind of, we're becoming more resilient in place right it's nebulous but i think it's what what my sense is is kind of people are understanding that we've done something like i'm not sure like you ask 10 different people you'll get 10 different answers but there is a thing and we did something right so there's a there's a kind of a evolving responsibility yeah we did we did something for sure um yeah, without trying to take this whole thing down the war cast, uh, there's a lot in that, what you're saying around this, what the narrative is needed. Like, I think I got lost in that a little bit around, wasn't sure whether you were saying that democracy's won as a result of what Putin's done um, and, and America and the global Well, I, I think it's, I think I'm, EU, I know, no, no one wins. No one wins. Win. Yeah. Yeah. No one wins in those things. I just think it's a reminder. Like it's unfortunately, I think democracy and freedom in and of itself is very easy to take for granted, right? Because it's at an individual level, really what it is, is that you're free, right? You're free to kind of actually move around. But I think it's what you see in places like Ukraine is kind of that it's quite clear that it's not always free. And, you know, I'm no, I'm no supporter of war or anything like that. I'm what I am stressing though is I think it's, it's a narrative that, um, the West probably required. So rather than fighting over different forms of democracy, who's right, who's wrong, what's the role of the state, what isn't the role of the state, it's become much more around, well, people deserve to be free. And here's a way to kind of actually support that. And I think it's, you know, kind of, it stops a lot of this. Um, I think it becomes a little bit more outward, I guess, is the main thing I'm saying. Yeah. It becomes a little bit bigger picture than rather than short and narrow, which is where I felt we were landing. Yeah, I've become so cynical of this because it's just it's a it's a reoccurring thing that happens. Um, it is. 
Yeah, and then Putin and everyone had been putting out papers for a long time saying that they were going to make Russia great again, probably a bit more serious than Trump. But, um, yeah, it was in writing, it was in the sand. And, yeah, there's sure you can get lost in lost in this, which I don't want us to do, but uh, it just feels like, yeah, there's, there's a few tales to tell there, but it's definitely in the Americans' mechanics and democracy's mechanics, as you so rightly point out. It's human almost, isn't it? Like, in a weird way, it's like we know it's coming. Like, it's, you know, and you can draw a parallel to climate change. You can draw a parallel to other areas where it kind of, you finally, there's finally inflection and tipping points. And what I feel like, 2022 has been like the back half of it because really if you think about it it was a year or two halves it was like till you know till june it was just like okay right so we're all you know we're all gonna hybrid work and we're all gonna kind of you know la 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 our way across across the universe um and that's that's not what happened right it's kind of we got to a point where it's just like oh money's no longer free there's a war going on the supply chain hasn't caught up again and the the kind of the economics basically that you know inflation is rising above what actual growth rates were and things got really real right and it's only it's only been really seven eight months if you really kind of look back for sure sure. the one thing that makes me like just i hate i have my biggest fear is groundhog day so whenever i hear things that feel like they're repeating i get that's when the hairs on my back stick up and I know inflation is serious. I know the war is serious. I know everything's very, very serious, but there's such a cycle going on here. For sure. And like where our attention is being pushed. And it's interesting. You say there was a two halves because it was like, we literally washed ourselves clean of how we felt COVID was. And when then we walked straight into the next storm, which is where we are now inflation, where it feels like, literally the floor you walk on is probably going to get ripped up and put somewhere else. Like that's the fear. Or it's it's going to be $5 a foot more expensive. Yeah. If you don't buy it right now. Yeah. Like that is the narrative that's sitting there. And like, you could read all the papers now and all the journals are going on holiday. So everyone's like doing their last big fear article where everyone's like Christmas, everyone's out of work. So like, it's so easy to, to sell an article that, the world's the financial world's going to end which it could it very well needed before we went into COVID all I'm trying to sort of point at is here is just that there is a cycle of 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 fear and problem solving and sometimes it can be magnified I'm not saying the war is that and I'm not saying no but they're always um you're you're spot on but they're they're not they're not cycles per se what they actually are is bubbles Right. Yeah. So like, I think I, like I always try to think about them as um, there are always bubbles in different areas of, of stuff and kind of money flows into those bubbles. So during COVID, where the bubble actually was, was basically in people's bank accounts. Right. So the amount of stimulus that was actually put across, it's that the consumer themselves on their side was basically they were inflated. So to so to speak. So in terms of kind of the we quite quickly through technology figured out ways for the majority of people to work. And then everyone who was, um, I guess, an essential or an required pick your language um, worker was still able to actually work. So the state kind of was then propping everyone up underneath all of that. So you, it's kind of almost created the bubble of all bubbles that kind of came out, came out of all of that in terms of, because people had no ability to spend, spend money really. Mm. Um, and, you know, supply chain, I think, is definitely part of kind of what we've seen happen. But ultimately, 
the bubble before that was in real estate and the bubble before that was in technology stocks and the bubble before that was in basically Japanese stocks and the bubble before that was in kind of, you know, financial hedges, you know, in terms of in the States, the bubble before that was in oil, the bubble before that was in kind of minerals. And it's, it's always, you know, you go all the way back to the, to the Dutch really in the first one with flowers of all things, right? So, you know, how can a dead flower be worth more in eight days than it is today? It's, you know, that's the definition of a bubble and it's, when you look through it all, it's like we go through these bubbles, but the next bubbles that are kind of actually starting to emerge are really, I think, more, um, you know, in a, in a direction towards kind of energy, right? So that's the other thing, you know, I really have focused, tried to focus on over the last six months is that what's actually not just happening to the cost of money, but actually the cost of energy, right? And the cost of energy is actually the thing that, you know, outside of people's mortgage rate, it's it's the thing. It's the thing that's in everything. And I would argue that it's finally the incentive that is actually going to force us to look at consumption and look at kind of ways to be more um, renewable, so to speak, because renewable has a direct correlation to cheaper. And, you know, when done at scale. Done getting well. there. Yeah. And we're finally getting there because it's the price of energy, right? If, if energy is broadly, you know, if oil is, you know, like, I mean, there were points in the 2000s when, you know, oil was like 50 bucks a barrel. Like it's basically, you know, you're pulling it out of the ground and it's, you know, it's, I mean, that's cheap, that's cheap energy and you can't argue with it. But now we're getting to the point where that's not the case. And so it's kind of this, where the investment starts to go is to find ways to kind of create yield and really best way to be on the consumer side out of all of that is to reduce the price of energy. So it does make me feel more optimistic that perhaps this might be the, the the trigger that kind of helps us kind of get get past um yeah. some of the legacy stuff so taking this to a level of like lessons is there any like big lessons that you've taken out of 2022 that you feel like has gifted you in terms of insight in terms of like even personal is there anything that you've been like wow that's that's really shown me something that I want to carry forward into the future. I think you're right with that energy. It's a good one to focus on. I One thing that I want to say on closing that is just I think we have small windows to have opportunity to hear just the way that what I was harking on before is the next big problem comes. Like if energy slowly comes back in and oil all of a sudden is cheap, everyone goes, oh, that's all right. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it's so that's, true. It's so true. On. So like timing in life is everything and then that solution has to be ready to then pop through and create either that new bubble or create that new reality that everyone then is like yeah exactly. that is i'm on board let's let's sail away let's but, do uh, it yeah. the lessons yeah. so to, to take it in because i think we've shared some insight in terms of the reflection of what this year has been and it's been a year of two halves as you say and um, but i i cast my mind back to like trying to think what 2022 was gonna be and after two years of lockdown, I had no idea if I was being completely honest. Like anything, anything went then. Um, and it's, it's fascinating where we've landed. You, as you say, with optimism, like I think if you're focusing on energy and you're focusing on trying to fix a lot of the problems we have, there's a big movement now to conserve some of the energy, what we produce and how we get it back in and then conserve some of the environment. And what that actually means is an interesting one there where we're going. But lessons learned. Do you have any that stick out like a sore thumb? 
Um, yes. Yeah, so, well, I mean, certainly at a, at a, at a personal level, I, I think I, um, yeah, I've, I've probably taken two things out of, out of this year. First off is that, um, yeah, plan, planning is important, but plans are irrelevant. Um, so that's in it. That's, you know, I mean, that's just a truism, but I think it like as at a kind of, at, at a personal level, it's, you know, it's really, that's, I mean, that really has really struck me, right, this year is that kind of like there was, there was a plan, everyone was executing against it, at least in my world, and then it kind of basically all got tipped on an, on its head. And, but I think the, the point that I think it's, you know, probably for me, it's, I'm like, oh, well, I'm finally becoming a grown up in that I'm like, well, I saw, I saw the value in the plan, but then it's also that, you know, to kind of be able to trust your instinct around that this is not right. And this is not going to take the form that it's going to, going to take going, going forward. So I think it's, you know, like I've, I've found this year, you know, in a challenging way, quite affirming about kind of how, um, in times of like, it's not, it's not a true crisis, but in times where you actually need to drive change and stuff, you really, you've got to look at everything. You got to take in the information, but you actually have to make a call and you actually have to be able to look at that. So, you know, certainly like at, at work, you know, we were, we were too overstaffed, right? 80% of our cost is, is people. And, you know, our revenue was um, not tracking the way that it, and it never attracted this way. It was just during COVID, you know, we got inflated as well. Brand was a very, um, fun trendy thing to do um because it brings everyone together um when you look back on it in hindsight but it's not it's not sustainable not repeatable um so kind of you know but we made the decision early right you know and we made it humanely and we did everything we possibly could to kind of um get to the right side of that and now you i look at it and i'm like thank you that we did that for for everyone involved really but it's you know kind of losing losing a few people has helped the business be ready for what's actually to come. So, yeah, I think that's my major, major kind of um, reflection. And then, you know, the other, the other part is just, you know, outside of work and stuff is just, um, it's been great to finish everything that I've tried to start, you know, like I've made a look, a little list at the start of the year and um, I wanted to finish it this year and I probably have. And it's, it's nice to know that I'm going to have more time back going, going forward, which was the, which was the aim. So those are my two, those are my two big ones. Yeah. Love it, mate. Um, well, back that sentiment around planning. We did a lot of planning. Uh, and I suppose the affirmation or like the, the result of that is in part back up what you were saying around you've got a plan and you've got to visualize where you've got to land and sort of scrum through like what your past experience was, which was that 2020 to 2022 it's a pretty weird space to land. So you got to sort of dream what you want to come to fruition and plan realistically what you can make come. Um, and yeah, it was a big lesson around that and like pushing forward there and gut, gut was huge to be able to listen and trust gut, taking what you have. Um, and then set goals around what you want to be able to to be able to learn and to be able to grow into. So like from a business front, we saw opportunity and we knew that that was a steep learning curve, but how to get in and around that and how to continue to deliver was, yeah, it was literally one step in front of the other. Um, and we've landed in a an interesting um, space. We've grown, which has been great and and can see a horizon like we've never seen before, but that horizon looks as we've just discussed, pretty shaky going forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I feel like I'm in exactly that same process right now and have been for the last week around literally trying to forecast, take in every bit of information, go to my trusted sources, have conversations, see what their sponge is saying, try and ring them out and see what what their yeah. essence is at this time of the year because I think a lot, a lot of people are processing and reflection is a time for growth. If you don't reflect, I don't think you grow where you need to. Um, and and that is probably the biggest lesson. And then so we've done that same process again, sort of forecast where we want to be, what we can do, what's worse, what's best, knowing full well that it might not land exactly there. Um, and the other big lesson from this year is attention. It's not something we've touched on this, but attention is really where you land. What you focus on is what grows in your life, what you focus on and where you put your attention is where you yeah, where you grow or where you f- feel stronger in. So like really trying to train that um, in in a lot of senses, how to deal with stress, how to deal with life and how to, how to get to where you would, you feel like you will, you will thrive and your family and everyone around you will thrive. Like that's attention. We live in an attention economy, like the more and more I dive into attention. I'm like, that is the economy li- we live in. Like there's no hiding from that fact. We were talking off air that, there's trends in the way that attention is is distributed or is captured, um, and that's true. But it has a big effect on the, way the culture plays out and the way that a narrative plays out, and that's like that has big effects on the way that, say, this energy transition is going to play out, and and the timing on that, and the messaging going out on that. So it's, I find that all fascinating because it's, yeah, attention is a very strong thing, and we have limited time. So that's been. Probably the big lessons of 2022 um, and, and that cycle, that's what always gets me because it's uh, it's very captivating for the attention. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And in your in your own life, I think that's that's the that's the kind of the field of vision. Right. So like I think that's, you know, as I kind of look out to to 2023, that's certainly like just building off of that. And that's one of my kind of main aspirations really is to, you know, I think I think it's be more about scenarios, less about solutions in terms of kind of in, in that space, so to speak, because it's, it really is a world that we live in. It could be more A, it could be more B, it could be more C, um, probably don't want it to be D, right? So it's, and I think if you kind of, you work across those types of things, it kind of helps you have a, um, a way to work through stuff, but kind of, you know, and I think that's the, the age old kind of, um, I think challenge for, for anyone is to, is to be able to kind of see small picture, see big picture. Right. So it's, um, you know, I mean, there's loads, like a lot of kind of philosophy, kind of philosophical thought really is about the ability to hold that. Right. Because if you look too big, you get, you know, you get overwhelmed. If you look too small, you, you also, you almost become too inward in terms of what you're actually, actually seeing. So like, certainly like, I think, you know, the outward picture is that, yep, the economy is going to be a bit ropey. Um, we're kind of transitioning out of something. I don't really know what that is, but it doesn't doesn't feel kind of the way that it used to coming back into it. So something has changed and something is changing. Um, you know, I think you see um, certainly when you kind of wander around at the moment, people are um, 
yeah, people are pretty mopey, I think is, is maybe the, the best thing to say. A lot of people look tired. A lot of people, um, you know, I think have COVID here in Australia secretly. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I believe that. Like, I just, it's kind of, um, you know, like it's, there's a lot of stuff going on for people and life's getting a little bit more complicated. So I think in, in those kind of scenarios, like the, in the bigger picture, you kind of like, I see there's a lot of, green sprouts coming up but there's also a lot of turmoil and a lot of kind of change but then when you kind of think small picture it's about well you know how can i inside of all of that kind of maybe not have big aspirations for kind of like growth per se but kind of have big aspirations for kind of staying you know where i'm at kind of doing good stuff kind of focusing on what i can actually control you know kind of trying to participate in this you know the kind of the the changing of our energy source try to participate in kind of you know helping helping people the best that you can etc and that's i think those are kind of good um areas to focus on is kind of seeing seeing it for what it is but acting within areas that you can actually control and not trying to find a solution but being part of a scenario right and that's i've found that really helpful so like it's um you know if you can help someone help them right yeah. like in an but it doesn't have to be the way that you would traditionally think help is help can be taking an extra half hour to chat to a mate help can be, you know, kind of, um, you know, like engaging with people at the beach when no one talks anymore, like it's, you know, and everyone's got their heads in their phones and stuff. Like it's just those things I think are kind of, you know, trying to bring something, bring a little bit to those scenarios and you all patch of the world. hundred percent. I think, I got caught in my own race for a while there at the end of the year, just mega stretch. And it was amazing on a selfish level to realize what was going on and what the world around me looked like when I was like that. And then yeah. pull my head out of my own proverbial and then to start re-engaging and to put out what I felt was needed in terms of engaging with people, like being friendly again. It's hard for yeah. me. You know? Um but being friendly, smiling, like putting out a good energy and an engaged energy was amazing what came back. That was what was the fascinating little microscience social experiment that I played in my life was impressive to see um, how many smiles came back when I was emitting that sort of energy and and just what it meant for, for myself. But then I'm sure it was nice for someone else to see someone else smile back at them or initiate a smile or have a conversation or just it's hard everyone feels like time's so precious but at the same time we spend so much time on our phones so where does it all land i think you're so right on that so i back that sentiment have those conversations have those smiles have those smiles. moments where they're all <laughs> yeah. no, smiling smiling is good and like I, I can really relate to that like it's kind of you know i get I get myself on missions, right? And, you know, I'm very good about delivering to task and kind of, you know, and getting getting through stuff. I think the thing that, you know, I've, that's been much better over the last few years for me is that it, it doesn't come at the expense of my happiness, right? So I've actually found happiness in the work and kind of like, and in the interruptions and, you know, so like, you know, like, you know, kind of doing, doing tasks and then kind of stuff going, going wrong, not, not quite to plan, not delivering exactly what you, what you kind of wanted it to be, but it is what it is, right? It's just, you kind of just work through it and that becomes the, the experience. 100%. Yeah. Gratitude in the back pocket has been, yeah, the secret source. I reckon that I haven't yeah. realized how, how powerful that is and what it, what it can do. But 
yeah, it's a it's a strong one to bring you back into the moment to realize that life is a miracle, no matter how much of a storm you are in. It is uh, it is a miracle. So, sure. thank the heavens we're here. Uh, it's been a joy to um, do this throughout the year, Joey. I always enjoy having. Yeah, no, it's so fun. It's I'm been um, it's been yeah. I really appreciate the time that we share together throughout this year and the insights we uh, we try to dig out of our proverbial caverns of minds. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what's left, but um, um, I'm looking forward to this. Good, like we've been doing this for nearly, what, two and a half, three years now. And it's kind of, it's like, and to think it's good to to just talk, right? It's kind of like forget kind of, again, it's like it's forget outcome. It's just, it's actually, it's it's really kind of good to, as a as a simple exercise in kind of um, having a bit of cheer, a bit of a laugh and kind of a bit of critical thinking, right? It's kind of just trying to, trying to put, thoughts out there and i think that's um yeah my wish you know like ultimately for for everyone is to have conversations like this whether they do it on a podcast or not that's up to them but to be able to just feel safe and feel open and feel supported i think is um you know is is a tremendous gift so i'm thankful on my end as well mate awesome no i think that's it's so true well said in terms of that like yeah amazing to be able to create this space to be able to openly think Share thoughts is also a lovely, a lovely space. Um, if anyone's ever listening, so the people who do listen, like, thanks for coming along on this uh, little thought sharing journey of Joe and I. We try and bring, bring, bring our honest selves. Don't have to be the best, but we try every week to bring our honest selves. And um, I know Joe and I both benefit from that in some way, shape or form. Um, just sharing insight and, and processing is, it's a hard thing to give yourself the time and allowance to do that. But, um, I think we've done it well this year. We've processed it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in 2023 at this stage sure. of the game. Um, it's going to be a wild one. So I look forward to being on the roller coaster with you, mate. All right, mate. Well, um, yeah, on that, on that note. So I think we'll like, we'll probably take a couple of weeks and then we'll be, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be able to um, get the hands dirty in in the new year. But um, but I'll see you in the surf. So yeah, we'll oh, just yeah. We'll be... at the back of the lineup. Yeah, and try to keep our happiness in our pocket when yeah you got fifty people dropping in on you. I think that's happiness might be out the window. Gratitude might have to come in. <laughs> yeah, for the winter months. Have the gratitude to walk a little bit further and surf somewhere different. Yeah. yeah. So we will try, but it'll be, uh, it gets pretty busy down here. Um, sure does. It's, yeah. a different, it's a different je ne sais quoi. So, um, yeah, let's hold this conversation. I know I'll need it throughout summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. All right, Cheers, Pat. Cheers, Pat.